0: Well kinfolk, we find ourselves again living in history that none of us asked for. I know that feelings are fraught over the passing of uh, the longest serving British monarch, the Queen, uh, England, uh, Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth. Um, I want to make only one uh, theological point because our relationship with the crown has been fraught for hundreds of years. Um, but it is very interesting to me that the ruler of England the royal family, when they are in England, they are technically the head of the Anglican Church. uh, The head of the Anglican Church in England. But when they are in Scotland, they are the head of the Presbyterian Church. And so, the Queen's decision to take her rest in Balmeral, where she passed, means that as an Anglican, she passed into light as a Presbyterian. Which is meaningful for me. Because we find grace in ecumenism and working together so she will have a Presbyterian funeral. Well, that's interesting to me, I guess. It makes one of us. Okay, Brothers and sisters, happy Sunday! I want to be a little bit brief today uh, because today is your day. This is the day set aside to celebrate this historic congregation for 141 years. You have faithfully served together this city for the sake of the beloved community. Today is your day, church. Today we commission that 142nd year of ministry together. I couldn't be more honored or proud to serve as your interim pastor. Today's a day for blessing one another, as we just saw, for blessing our great and faithful ship. If we're in the shipyard today, beneath this beautiful nave, uh, here's to be the day when I smash the champagne bottle, take her back out to sea. Uh, It's the day to commission and celebrate another year of life together here in the kingdom of God, and here for each other, as you are so accomplished at. So with saints surrounded, friends, let us go ahead and pray. Eternal and sovereign God, beloved brother Jesus, the glory is yours. Open our hearts to hear your still speaking voice. Amen. Well, yesterday at this same exact moment, I was in another worship service. I was in Boston, Massachusetts at my nephew Ross's bar mitzvah. It's the third bar mitzvah of that particular wing of our tribe, the final one. And as the uncle, uh, it is my and my sister's responsibility to undress the Torah, uh, which is a very fancy word for saying we've got to take the cover off of the Torah. And their Torah scroll is a Holocaust Torah. It was rescued from a German synagogue and it's over 300 years old. It's a beautiful Torah scroll. And it was a delight to watch Rossi do his bar mitzvah. He did so well. Ross Samuel. Shmuel is his Jewish name. Uh, And there was so much joy yesterday in that one young man. And he's not exactly a boastful young man. He doesn't like the limelight and so it was challenging for this 13-year-old boy to be the center of all of this attention, really for the whole day, for the worship service on Saturday morning, and then this big dinner in the, in the evening. And, and, but all of it focused on one young man. I uh, had the honor of receiving my grandfather's cufflinks when he passed away. My grandpa, Maury Silverman who lived in Grand Rapids. He founded Crown Beauty Supply here in town. And he was Jewish and he was bar mitzvahed in 1927 and he received his cufflinks. And uh, they came to me when he passed away. I was 10 years old. I held on to him in the hopes that I would give them to the youngest Jewish man in our family when he was bar mitzvahed and that was Rossi uh, just, uh, just the other day. Uh, and so I gave them to him along with some photographs that my Grandpa Maury took in, uh, in, in Germany during the war. Um, but that emphasis, that joy and that love on one young man or woman is so precious. And we hear some of that echoing through the Gospel of Luke today. It's the theme of Jesus' teaching is uh, abundant joy. Joy overflowing. Joy with so much abundance that it has to be shared. It requires a party. And there's nothing new or surprising for our Savior, but the peculiar joy that is experienced and expressed in finding one person, in God finding one individual. It's the joy of God finding God's home in the human heart. We can almost hear the joy and laughter of the Creator being welcomed home to the creation. It's contagious. It's outrageous. It's the joy that you see when old friends are reunited. The joy express, expressed by two little kids who are meeting each other f- for the first time. It's really good stuff, and it's 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 all of it is here. When I was when I was a, an unripe seminarian, uh, I would, Auntie Sahida Nadim would say I was like a green mango. I was hard and not quite ripe. I thought that my graduate education was sufficient to explain everything I'd ever need explaining from a pulpit. It was a, it was a, I was an idiot. This was back when I knew everything. Um, and I knew, I knew that God was cosmic, epic, infinite, indescribable. I was this universalist and eventually a very wise person who had much more uh, education than I set me aside. It was a church worker. And he, he, he said, listen, kid, the easiest way to know God is to... Know Jesus Christ. It's not hard. The easiest way to know Jesus Christ is to read your Gospels. That's all you have to do. Today, Jesus is describing God in words that any of us can understand. He says that Jesus says that God's a shepherd that has a hundred sheep, and one of them has gone astray. And so God goes and seeks out that lost sheep, and finding it, throws a huge party. God's a woman with ten coins, and she's lost one. She seeks it out, and when she finds it, she throws a banquet for her friends, celebrates a time of great joy. And all of this, which is the very bedrock of our Christian faith, it's a radical idea, and I believe it is unique to the Christian story. At the very foundation of our religion, there's a revolution in the regular way of thinking about gods, and the world. We're not just called to be seekers, but we're also called to be sought after. We're not so much on this journey toward a higher form of enlightenment, but rather we are waiting to be found. And we're not so much at war against a powerful enemy because the enemy has already been defeated, in our understanding of the universe, rather we are invited to the victory feast. So Christianity then is not so much the story of humanity's search for God, it's the beautiful story of God's search for each and every one of us. We're not so much heaven-bound kinfolk, but that the Bible reminds us that heaven is coming down here, coming toward us. Heaven is searching us out. God is searching us out. God so desperately wanted to find us that God put on human flesh and was born in a backwater village under the yoke and lash of an empire, born to walk the earth and search us and seek us out. And so perhaps never should the question be asked, have you found Jesus? The question is not have you found Jesus, the question at the living heart of our faith rather is, has he found you? Has Jesus found you? Have you stepped out of hiding? Have you stood and said with the prophet Samuel, Here I am, Lord. Speak. Your servant is listening. Do you know, I believe at any rate, that the best thing that we can do to let God find us is to just be still for a moment. It's like, I'll tell you a funny little story. This is how I feel about it, though. I'm going to tell you a true story from my childhood in the style of today's scripture. So this is going to be a parable, a true parable. There once was a little boy who had a hamster named Ziggy. Ziggy, the hamster, when he was feeling froggy, he would escape from his hamster cage. And Ziggy would run all over this way and that, and the boy would chase after him, saying, Ziggy, hold still, please, Ziggy. Ziggy, please, God, don't go under the couch. Please, Ziggy. And eventually, Ziggy the hamster would stop right in the middle of the living room floor and the boy would gather his hamster up and brought him safely back to his hamster house. And when he had brought Ziggy back to his home, he invited his older brother and his annoying baby sister into the room and said, look, Ziggy is home, let's have a party. But his siblings were mean to him and laughed at his hamster. Um, That last part was not really part of the parable. Um, But you have to understand, the shepherd, after his lost sheep, The woman searching for the coin. These are people. These are people who are out, who are away from the flock, away from the herd. God is going to find them. The sheep. These are images of us. The sheep, the coin. Ziggy the hamster. This is you and this is me. Hold still. Hold still and be found by God. And then, rest, for God is searching for you. Every single day, God is searching, desperately trying to find you, to hold you, to lift you up, to carry you home, to set you at ease. And then, and then, comes the joy. You know, that's what we're doing here, you know, Sunday after Sunday, as we've done it for almost 150 years. We're creeping up Sunday after Sunday. We're trying to be like... Like Maybe like Ziggy the hamster sitting still in the middle of the living room saying, okay, all right. It's Sunday morning. I'll hold still for a moment, God. Here I am, Lord. Take me and hold me. And then we share in the joy. Kim Folk, if I say that every Sunday in this church is a little Easter, it's because I've felt God's own joy of finding you here. And God is here finding you. Open yourself up to that divine love. It doesn't love like the world loves out there. God doesn't love the way that the world loves. God's love cannot be lost. It can only be left behind or turned away from. It is a fire that cannot be put out, a burning bush that is not consumed. God's love burns for you and it will never ever be extinguished. So stay still and stay with that love that God's given to us. We found great love here within this beautiful church. Again and again and against all odds, we continue to lead in this community with a vision of justice and joy. How did we find ourselves here in this beautiful place? Well, in each case, it was a human hand reaching out in compassion, saying, I know a place where you can go, where you can be still, where God will find you. I know where you can go and be quiet and wait and we will find you and God will give you peace. Be that hand this week. Be that person reaching into another's life and bringing them to a place where they can be still for a moment and be caught up in the wonder of the presence of God. Kinfolk, congratulations on all that you've accomplished together and praise God for all that's been accomplished. I'm ready and honored to continue to serve as we chart a course for the season of our life together that will undoubtedly save lives and bring about the kingdom of God on earth. And all of us, all of us, gathered here together week after week, waiting, and then finding, and then hearing God's unbounded joy and abundant laughter. Amen? Amen.